It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Hope you guys had a good weekend, enjoyed the playoff games. We are back for more fun here as it is Mock Draft Monday. We're going to get that back rolling. We're going to mix it up a little bit between looking at the Draft Network, their latest mock drafts, and giving it a run of our own. So I hope you guys are excited. hope you guys enjoyed the, the divisional playoffs. That was certainly an exciting exciting weekend of games, wasn't it? Especially uh, Chiefs-Texans. I mean, how crazy was that that the Texans went out to a 24-0 lead early in the second quarter, and then Kansas City outscored them 51-7 in in the time since. I mean, that is just unbelievable. And then the Titans, how about the run the Titans are on? Beating the Patriots in the wild card round, knocking off the defending Super Bowl champs, and then beating the 14-2 Ravens 28-12. to I mean, really just kind of dominating that game from start to finish. Derrick Henry, just another beast of an effort. Uh... He's obviously right up there with Christian McCaffrey among the great running backs in this game. It's been incredible to watch Derrick Henry at work. And I tell you what, that AFC Championship on Sunday between the Titans and the Chiefs is going to be extremely fun to watch, I think. I think you've got two great – it's obviously a matchup of two great offenses – uh, the, the Titans, they'll just bowl you over with, uh, with Derrick Henry. And then, you know, Ryan Tannehill, he's, he can still sling it a bit. He obviously does hasn't put up the passing numbers in the last couple of weeks. But he's done enough to, uh, to help lead the Titans. And, again, when you have a running back like Derrick Henry doing what he's been doing, you don't really need to throw the ball all that much. And then the other side, of course, the Chiefs, they're back in this position. They... We're obviously disappointed by the ending last year. They're back to finish the job. Uh, you know, two years in a row now that they're hosting the AFC Championship. They're hoping this is the year that they finally get over the hump. But I mean, it's been 50 years since the Chiefs have played in the Super Bowl and and won a Super Bowl. So this is their chance to get back out of the Titans. Of course, haven't been to the Super Bowl since 1999 when they lost to the Rams. And then the NFC side. 49ers just look absolutely dominant. Uh, they stifled the Vikings, shut down Kirk Cousins in that offense. That defense just looks incredible. And then the Packers, you know, they the Seahawks nearly did it to them again. They nearly made a comeback, but the Packers were able to hold on, and it sets up the 49ers and the Packers in the NFC Championship. And hopefully it's a much better game this time than it was the first time these two met. If you remember, that was back in Week 12. The Niners just absolutely dominated the Panthers. It was, what, 38-7, to something like that. Just an absolute dominating performance. So, should set up for a great weekend of football. I, of course, will be out. And then, like I said last week, this week, uh, you know, the podcast is going to be 
We'll try to squeeze it in, but uh, remember, especially Wednesday, I am going to be traveling quite a bit. I'll be going from PA to Jersey, uh, from Jersey to Charlotte. I'll be in Charlotte for an hour, and then from Charlotte to New Orleans, eventually making my way to Mobile, probably at some point next weekend, to... uh, to get ready for the Senior Bowl. Actually, this week, of course, the Shrine Bowl has their practices. And speaking of the Draft Network, they'll be in St. Petersburg giving you coverage there. Uh, this, you know, Shrine Game, of course. I'm still used to saying Shrine Game, but I know they've changed it to the Shrine Bowl. But I'll probably still slip out Shrine Game. But uh, this is kind of the unofficial start of the the draft process. Uh, you know, obviously it's not as big as the senior poll, but we've seen a lot of good players come out of this game. We've seen some players get the call up to the senior bowl next week. So don't overlook the shrine bowl here. Uh, and also the NFLPA collegiate bowl is coming up soon. Uh, the Tropicana bowl or the, the trop tropical bowl. I think it is one of the two. I think I'm getting them, them mixed up, but that's another uh, intriguing college all-star game so all these games have a little bit of interest to them but obviously all all roads will eventually lead to mobile next week for the senior bowl and we'll certainly break that down like i said i'm very excited for it uh but we'll jump into ben solak's mock draft from yesterday posted it just after the uh just after the packers seahawks game ended and We'll talk about. We'll start with the first player he drafted to the Panthers at number seven overall, and it was a guy that I've already touched on in terms of. I was very excited to see him at the Senior Bowl, but as it turned out, he ended up deciding not to participate in the Senior Bowl. He's likely just going to focus on getting ready for the Combine, and that's Derek Brown, the offensive tackle or the defensive tackle, excuse me, out of Auburn. And I mean, I, I tell you what. Um, I'm sure Panthers fans are going to give him a little bit of grief. I know because I've personally gotten some grief from the comments over at Panthers Wire about selecting Derek Brown and people worrying about, you know, selecting another defensive lineman. And I get it. You know, the Panthers haven't had the greatest of success over the years in selecting defensive linemen, especially in the first round. But... Derek Brown is just a freak of an athlete. I mean, if, if you've watched him, and I'm sure a lot of you guys out there have, you know how special Derek Brown is and how incredible he is at getting off the line of scrimmage, getting after the quarterback, just doing so many things that you don't expect a 320-pound defensive lineman to do. And his ability and his... Just being a young defensive lineman, too, is really what the Panthers need. Because as Ben notes, and I'll read off what he wrote on, on his pick, he says, quote, What do the Carolina Panthers have at defensive tackle? A busted Vernon Butler and one-year wayman, Gerald McCoy, and a free agency, and overpriced players in K-1 Short and Dontari Poe also stare down the expiration of their deals. New young blood is needed. Rookie head coach Matt Rule is yet to assign a coordinator to his defense, but Derek Brown can do anything that the defense would reasonably ask of a defensive lineman, and then a few things that are simply unreasonable on top of that. He will not make it beyond the top 10, unquote. And, and I agree with that. He he will likely go, again, a player of his stature, a player of his freak ability, 
will go top ten, maybe even top five. You know, you, you never know. There's a. Uh, I, I came across a short clip of my buddy Jeff Risden appearing on a local news station up in Detroit talking about the Lions and talking about the possibility of Derek Brown going to the Lions at number three. So there's even the possibility Derek Brown won't even be there at seven. But if he is, you obviously got to strongly consider him. Obviously, some other options could be, you know, some guys in the secondary, um, you know, maybe if they want to go a wide receiver, depending on who's there. But uh, Derek Brown, to me, would just be a really good pick. Offensive tackle is possible as well. I know there's people out there that really like uh, Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. But keep in mind, Tristan Wirfs, if I'm not mistaken, at least as of this recording, I don't believe he has declared yet. There's still that possibility that both he and A.J. Epinesa, the defensive end out of Iowa, both return to school for their senior seasons. I mean, the likelihood does still feel like they are going to come out, but there is always that possibility that they return. You know, and they could always go quarterback. I mean, and in Ben's mock, he actually has Justin Herbert going right before the Panthers pick at number six to the L.A. Chargers, who certainly need a, a future quarterback of their own. That's why the Lions, being in the position they're in, are in a good spot. And that's why uh, Tua Tungavailoa declaring for the draft makes things all the more interesting for teams like the Dolphins, the Chargers, the Panthers, all of whom could use some uh, some top quarterback help. So I think that that top of the draft is going to be very interesting. But as we look at Ben's mock, if the Panthers don't come away with someone like Tua Tungo-Vailoa or even Justin Herbert, they could end up with a guy like Ben gave them in his second round, and that was Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma. Now, he didn't write any analysis on the second round. He only did it for the, the first round. You know, that's fine. You don't want to, you know, oversaturate everything. Most people just read about the first round anyway, but it's neat to just see the second round picks in general. And Jalen Hurts is another guy that I've become intrigued with as a second round option because you look at Jalen Hurts as kind of a Cam Newton light type player. You know, the obviously all the mobility that Jalen Hurts has, the strong arm that he showed. You know, he really showed that his offense – and his skill set really grew once he got into the hands of Lincoln Riley. And he was obviously a key factor in Oklahoma making a run to the Big 12 championship and a spot in the uh, the college football playoff. Obviously, Jalen Hurts by no means was the reason that they got absolutely slaughtered by LSU. You know, Jalen Hurts obviously doesn't play defense, so Jalen Hurts isn't the reason that L- or that uh, Oklahoma allowed 63 points in a national semifinal, but we saw the growth that Jalen Hurts made. And look, we, we know what he did in Alabama too. He was a really good quarterback there as well. Basically was a key key cog in them winning a national title as well. You know, so we, we've seen the growth, the growth of Jalen Hurts really since the start of his college career, all the way through to the end of it. You saw him slowly grow and really progress at Alabama. And then he just took it to the next level when he took over the reins at Oklahoma. And, you know, he showed that uh, his skill set is something that can definitely be worked with in the NFL. And certainly a guy like Lamar Jackson showed 
that these kind of quarterbacks, you know, it's not necessarily your traditional quarterbacks anymore. Obviously, people are still these teams are still going to go for the traditional quarterbacks, but it's also allowed more production and better evaluations for guys like Tua Tungavailoa or Jalen Hurts, as we're going to see this year, or even in the last draft, a guy like Kyler Murray goes number one overall, or Baker Mayfield goes number one overall in back-to-back years. So it's allowed these more dynamic quarterbacks to be given more of a shot. You know, we're not going to necessarily knock them, whether they're short or only rely on their legs, whatever the, the, the case may be. And it's why Jalen Hurts, you know, he's probably not going to go in the first round, but the second round definitely seems like it's going to be a sweet spot for him, and especially in a spot like Carolina, and especially with a coach, excuse me, like Matt Rowland, you know, depending on who Matt Rule brings in as his offensive coordinator. But uh, these first two picks for Ben, really intrigued by them. Uh, Again, I, I love Derek Brown. There's there's no question about it. And then uh, Jalen Hurts, like I said, a really intriguing quarterback prospect. So, you know, we'll see, obviously, a lot of time before the actual draft. But, of course, always fun to talk about. And uh, players like these are definitely fun guys to uh, to check out. So we'll uh, we'll certainly dive into more of these mock drafts from the guys over at the Draft Network. But I, of course, am going to give it a shot myself. So we're going to go back to doing the live mock drafts. We'll get ready for those. But before we get into that, I want to take a moment to thank one of our great sponsors over at Echelon. Uh, To get fit in 2020, you don't have to join a gym or pay a ton for overpriced fitness equipment. The best way to get in shape in the best shape of your life is with Echelon. Go to echelonfit.com, that's E-C-H-E-L-O-N-F-I-T, echelonfit.com, to discover their EX1 connected fitness bikes that offer a high-quality at-home cycling experience at less than half the price of a Peloton. Echelon makes beautifully engineered products for everyone, busy moms and dads, first responders, elite athletes, whatever your activity level. And with daily live and on-demand studio classes right in your home, you'll never have to step foot in a gym. You'll love Echelon, but if you aren't 100% satisfied, we'll give you your money back. Join the hundreds of thousands of men and women who are getting fit with Echelon. Don't pay a ton for Peloton. Buy an Echelon bike today for under $1,000. So just go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-F-L. Again, that's echelon, E-C-H-E-L-O-N-F-I-T dot com slash L-O-N-F-L to learn about their limited time free Apple iPad and complete details of this exclusive offer. Echelon, it's your time. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash L-O-N-F-L. And so with that, it's time for the return of the live edition of the Lockdown Panthers Mock Draft Monday. Thanks to our friends over, of course, at the Draft Network. And remember... Draft Network is coming out with a premium subscription for just $9.99 a month or 
an even better deal, in my opinion, $29.99 a year. And let's be honest, I think if you're smart and you really want the, the Draft Network Premium, go with the uh, the annual subscription. Because if you do the quick math, doing a monthly $9.99 a month, and I get you know maybe one month you want to try just to check it out, and that's fine. But basic math tells you that doing it monthly for a year would cost you $120. Getting the annual subscription up front is only going to cost you $30. So you're literally getting like a 75% discount. So to me, it's a no-brainer. And remember, the, the stuff you get, uh, you can do trades in the Mock Draft Simulator. And they've actually set up the software where you have to do realistic mocks. You know, you can't just say, like for the Panthers, you can't trade them your you can't trade your seventh round pick to the Bengals for number one. It's not It's not going to work that way. They, they've actually made it realistic. But you can now do trades on the mock draft machine, uh, ad-free ad free experience, including on the mock draft machine, uh, draft guides. You'll get uh, Kyle Krabs' draft guide. You'll get Ben Solak's uh, contextualized quarterbacking. And you'll get uh, team-specific draft guides. And they're also creating an expert forum. They're going to have a Slack channel dedicated to them and uh, the users, the premium subscriptions users. And you can just go on the Slack channel. You can just talk shop and we'll all be able to learn from each other. So it's going to be a great time. So definitely excited for it. That'll drop on January 20th. So it's actually one week from today, next Monday is when TDN Premium will launch. And so, of course, you can go to thedraftnetwork.com for more uh, more details. But let's jump into the mock draft. Seven rounds. Carolina Panthers were on the clock here at number seven. And I like to run through the, uh, the top five that are available on the board. We're using TDN's predictive board, and the top five avail available are Derek Brown, Jerry Judy, Tristan Wirfs, CeeDee Lamb, and Isaiah Simmons. And, you know, I've done Derek Brown. Normally, I would jump on Derek Brown. But we just talked about a, a two-round mock draft from Ben with Derek Brown. And remember, this is a mock draft. We like to experiment a little bit. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit. And I touched... I touched briefly in earlier in the show about Tristan Wirfs, and I think we're going to experiment on what will happen if the Panthers were to go with a guy like him. So I think that's what we're going to do here. We're going to go with Tristan Wirfs, the offensive tackle out of Iowa. And again, you know, I, I don't recall there being an actual announcement yet that he's actually uh, made it or he's actually declared for the NFL draft. But the likelihood is that he will enter the draft and a powerful guy like Wirfs, you know, he's just been so dominant at Iowa and would allow more flexibility on the offensive line between guys like uh, Taylor Moten, uh, Dennis Daly, Greg Little, you know, you can move Taylor Moten inside the guard because we know he has experience there. You could play Daly at guard, uh, Greg Little, if you still feel good with him at tackle, you can move him to right tackle and put Worfs at left tackle, you know, so there's a, there's a couple things. Maybe you put Greg Little at, at guard, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll let you do a couple different things if you bring in a guy like Tristan Worfs. So that's how we're going to start this, uh, this mock draft here with Tristan Worfs. So and now we're back on the clock here. 
Uh, round two, number 38 overall. Uh, Jalen Hurts is actually off the board. He actually went just before, uh, right on the pick before the LA Chargers at 37. The top five available here are J.K. Dobbins, Travis Etienne, Jake Fromm, Terrell Lewis, and Neville Gallimore. And this actually works out pretty good. You know, we, we ended up passing on Derek Brown, but we can still attack defensive line because Gallimore is a very good defensive lineman in his own right. And, you know, the Panthers, you know, it would be nice to get a, a defense or a, a, an extra running back, you know, someone to kind of take the pressure a little bit off of Christian McCaffrey. But I think we can uh, we can wait a little bit on running back, too, because we know uh, running this running back class is very deep. And I think you're going to get some good guys in round three. So I think we're going to go ahead and, you know, I, I think we're going to pass on quarterback as well here quick, too. I think we can we'll look at round three, but I think we're going to go with a guy like Neville Gallimore in this uh, in this second round pick. So let's go ahead and select Neville Gallimore. And now we are rolling along. KJ Hamler just went off the board. Uh, Brandon Ayuk there in round two. Jake Fromm went 55 to the Falcons in this mock. So Jake Fromm is off the board. But uh, still some intriguing quarterbacks. Just out of curiosity, let's see the top quarterbacks overall. Actually, it's down now. Nate Stanley, they have ranked at 142. So we're going to wait on quarterback. Anthony Gordon, intriguing prospect. Steven Montez, pretty intriguing. So it just goes to show that if the Panthers don't strike on quarterback early, probably going to wait. But overall, top five on the board here for their third round pick at number 69. Hashtag nice. <laughs> Travis Etienne. Uh, Cole Kmet, who just declared, and a lot of people are touting him now as the number one tight end in this class out of Notre Dame. Cam Akers, the running back out of Florida State. Justin Matabuki, defensive tackle out of Texas A&M. And Jabari Zuniga, the edge out of Florida. Uh, other guys, uh, Zach Moss is available. Uh, they still... Still have Najee Harris. Uh, that's a guy for 2021 now. Uh, a couple edge guys. Brandon Jones, the safety. Uh, there is a safety that I took in the in the third round of a previous mock that I'm actually intrigued by. And I'm going to go ahead and take him because he is still on the board. I'm, I'm becoming a, good fa a big fan of his. Injuries have played a factor in this guy's play and why he's going to probably be available in the third round. But he's so athletic. So productive, and I think he'd be a really good fit in the Panthers' secondary, and that's Antoine Winfield Jr. out of Minnesota. Really, really intrigued by him, and again, if he can get over uh, the injury concerns, I think he'd be a real nice fit in Carolina. So we're going to go with Winfield here in round three. And as the rest of the picks go through, I just saw Etienne go. Uh, Eagles took Devin Duvernay. That'd be intriguing for the Eagles. Duvernay is an explosive guy, and we know the Eagles can use a lot of help at, uh, at wide receiver. So we're back on the clock here at pick number 103. 
and top five overall here on the board now. As we go into round four, Zach Moss of Utah. Uh, we'll skip Najee Harris because he's uh, returning to school. So then we'll go to Eno Benjamin, Keyshawn Vaughn. So a bunch of running backs there. Benjamin out of Arizona State, Vaughn out of Vanderbilt, uh, Brandon Ane, the edge out of Utah, and Khalid Kareem out of Notre Dame. And touch brief, like I said, touched on the possibility of the Panthers going after a running back to kind of take some of the pressure off McCaffrey, and I'm really liking the play of Eno Benjamin, and I, I think he's somebody that I think the Panthers Panthers fans need to keep an eye on. Benjamin was really productive at Arizona State. I just want to look at the cornerbacks real quick, too, because corner is another, play, uh, another position that I think the Panthers really need to touch on. You, you got guys like Trajan Bandy of Miami, Thomas Graham of Oregon, Miles Bryant of Washington, uh, Chase Lucas of Arizona State, Lamar Jackson of Nebraska. Graham is somebody, if he's still on the board in round five, I think he's going to be someone we'll keep an eye on. But I'm intrigued by Benjamin, and I'm intrigued by the possibility of a McCaffrey-Benjamin uh, combination in the uh, in the Panthers offense so and again we're just kind of experimenting here so and it's round four so we're gonna go with um, by the way there's also still LSU's Clyde Edwards Hilaire another guy I'm really I really like but I think we're gonna go with Eno Benjamin here the running back out of Arizona State at pick number 103 and we'll keep an eye to see if uh, if Graham is still on the board and he's still available. We're closing in on the Panthers pick. And of course, just like the Chargers did in round two with Jalen Hurts, the Chargers take Thomas Graham at 133. So he's off the board. But uh, we'll look at a guy like Miles Bryan. We'll check out uh, the scouting report here. But, uh, there's Ben Solek's uh, report on him. Says he's a dynamic Explosive line of scrimmage defender, uh, stellar potential as a nickel, and that's certainly position uh, the Panthers. Not just the outside corners, but nickel is is a possibility there as well. Uh, really likes his characteristic explosiveness. Uh, likes how he closes on breaking routes. Uh, does have some cons: says smallish frame and struggles in two press reps, uh, a true press reps. Feet will fall asleep a bit. Uh, Says willingness to attach, attack the catch point is good, but ball skills a question given given low interception production. Uh, but again, a bunch of pros says targets the hip with great frequency, and you know round five, and not likely the Panthers will probably target corner more or maybe even earlier, or even in free agency. But uh, just to grab a corner, we're going to go with Miles Bryant here, pick 134 as we're closing in Panthers. Not too many picks left now. Uh, rolling through now as uh, as we're closing in on round six. And we got guys like, uh, we still have an intriguing wide receiver option there as well. And I'll probably be looking at top five overall now as we enter round six. We're at pick 164. Trey Sermon of Oklahoma, the running back. Michael Divinity Jr., the edge out of LSU. Alex Highsmith, edge out of Charlotte. 
Kylan Hill, running back Mississippi State, and Denzel Mims, the wide receiver out of Baylor, all still on the board. As far as quarterbacks, a bunch went off the board because we didn't we didn't go there. But uh, Kellen Mond is still on the board. Tyler Huntley out of Utah. Brian Lewerke of Michigan State, Jake Luton of Oregon State, Khalil Tate, Arizona, Bryce Perkins of Virginia. So kind of shows, and it's I guess it's part of the experiment here as well. You know, it kind of shows that uh, if they don't if they don't attack quarterback early, it's going to dry up a little bit. And uh, so I think you know, we could still look at it in round seven, but. I think we're going to add more playmakers, especially if we do get a quarterback of the future, or if the Panthers, you know, somehow want to stick with uh, Will Greer. And it is a Baylor guy, and you know Matt Rule is probably going to favor some of his Baylor guys. So why not take a guy like Denzel Mims and come out and make plays? Doesn't have to have a lot of pressure on him with guys like DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel in in the mix, as well as. Uh, as well as Ian Thomas at tight end. So we're just about ready to wrap up this mock. We're actually at the final pick, 198 here, round seven. And we might as well grab a quarterback here, and we will go with, we'll just go with the highest-ranked one available here in round seven, and that's Kellen Mond. Uh, you know, for the record, top five overall on the board are J.D. Spielman, wide receiver out of Nebraska, Siwo Olunuya, I'm probably not pronouncing that right, my apologies, the running back out of TCU, Jonathan Garvin, edge out of Miami, DJ Wanham, edge from South Carolina, and Collegia Lipscomb, wide receiver out of Vanderbilt. Lipscomb is going to be another guy that will be at the senior ball. But we're just going to go ahead and grab a quarterback. And again, we'll just go with the top one available, and that's Kellen Mond out of Texas A&M. And that will actually wrap up this uh, live mock draft. And, and again, it kind of experimented a little bit. We took an offensive tackle in the first round rather than a defensive tackle. We still got one in round two. Uh, we, in a sense, kind of experimented with the uh, the possibility of not taking a quarterback high in the draft, pretty much waiting until the end. So it just kind of showed that, again, the quarterbacks can kind of dry up if you don't, you know, they're obviously going to go high as we expect them. So just to recap, uh, seven draft picks. We went with Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle out of Iowa. Neville Gallimore, defensive tackle out of Oklahoma. Antoine Winfield, safety out of Minnesota. Eno Benjamin, running back, Arizona State. Miles Bryant, cornerback, Washington. Denzel Mims, wide receiver, Baylor. And Kellen Mond, quarterback out of Texas A&M. So that is the first live mock draft of 2020 in the books. Looking forward to doing more of these, especially down in Mobile. Really excited for that. So hope you guys are excited for the ride. So with that, we're going to get out of here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Have yourselves a great day. I'm going to get out of here. Remember to follow me on Twitter and uh, chat with me, whatever you want. Show me your mock drafts. Remember, just go to draftnetwork.com. Uh, and look up the mock draft machine. You know you can still use the mock draft machine even if you aren't a premium subscriber. You just won't be able to make trades. 
uh, but you could still do the mock draft. So, you know, check it out. Send me your mocks. Uh, let me know what you guys think are going to happen. Uh, talk talk about some players that you guys like, and uh, let's let's have a fun draft season. All right, so. Take care, everybody. Have yourselves a good day. We'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. We will see you soon. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.